0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. If you're like me over Christmas, I'm sure you lost track of what day of the week it was. It's perfectly normal over Christmas, I would suspect. But well, Pete Lawn, the behavioural economist at the ESRI, is with me in studio to explain, I suppose, Pete, how we perceive time. Is that a description of what we're going to talk about?
1: Uh, yes. So I, I want to talk about how we perceive time, because particularly at the moment, I kind of feel like over the Christmas and holidays and New Year, as you say, people often express the idea that they're kind of losing track of time. But I think particularly at the start of 2023, I've heard quite a lot of people talk about how they've almost lost their sense of time. And I'm talking over years here about, you know, how many years since the start of that pandemic and where yes, they feel at in true. their lives. So they feel like they've kind of lost their anchor, if you like, in terms of time. And I think there is a scientific literature about how we perceive time, how our brain does it, that really helps us to understand these phenomena and a few other things. I'm going to go as far as to suggest that by the end of this slot, I might even be able to give you some tips that are good for your well-being right. based on how you perceive time. OK, so, I mean, do when we talk about
0: how we perceive time, do individuals all perceive time differently or do we as a species all Not perceive it the same do way? do
1: individuals perceive time differently, but... Uh, it changes through your life course, and also it changes according to your individual context at any one point in time. So, now is where we do an experiment. All right, okay. Okay, uh, I'm going to get you on the stopwatch here. Right. And I, I need you to trust me. All I need right. you to close your eyes because there's a clock on the wall and I don't want you to be able to see it. And you've to okay. trust I'm not going to tickle your nose, I promise. Okay. okay. So, what I want you to do, I'm going to say the word start. Yeah. And I want you to try to the best of your ability to count 10 seconds in your head. Okay. And when you think it's exactly 10 seconds, I want you to say now. Okay. So I will say start, and when you think it's 10, say now. Now, anyone listening at home or in the car, whatever, can do exactly the same thing. Try to count 10 seconds, and how good are you at estimating what 10 seconds is, okay? Okay. So I'm going to say in a moment. So, three, two, one, start.
0: One, two. Oh, sorry, I'm not meant to do it out loud.
1: Stop. 13 seconds, 0.54. No way. So you're out by more than 30%.
0: Wow. Now, if you That was think, a great 13 seconds of radio for people. Dead yeah. silence. I hope well, they heard like, the start of it like, and they knew what was happening. As long as they're all doing it too. <laughs> some of them,
1: some of them will have found that they will be as short as six or seven seconds. Some of them will have found that when you said, I'm done now, yeah. that actually they were still going. The spread you get when you do this experiment is really, really wide. So, sorry, can I
0: just say, before you, you go on, I actually thought I was going to be under. Uh, you know you do that kind of one Mississippi thing. About halfway through, I thought, I should have done that. I bet you I'm going too quickly.
1: So it is actually possible to put people in context where they will underestimate by more than 50% or overestimate by more than double, mm. right? And it's the same person that can do that. It all depends on the context that you're in. Which is So there are differences between people, but the much bigger difference is within person. So what do I mean by that? What I mean is... You cannot perceive time. If you think of everything else you perceive, the speed that something is moving, the colour, the fact the studio is so red. I'm getting energy from the outside, your voice. Stimulation is hitting my sense organs and I'm perceiving. Time, you cannot do that. It's one of the things you could go into cotton wool and close your eyes and be hearing nothing. You could still attempt to perceive how long you're there. You're trying to perceive it. You're trying to get some sense of it. But there is no external stimulation. Nothing is coming to tell you how long it takes. So, do, do so, we have an, an internal clock, though, that tries to. So, we have keep to time. have. We yeah. have to have an internal clock. But how do we calibrate that clock? And that's what's so interesting, that we, we, we do have an internal clock. In fact, the evidence suggests we've probably got even as many as three or four of them. And it's calibrated by the environment that you're in. In other words, if there's a lot going on around you, your internal clock speeds up. It's calibrated by the amount of stimulation, the number of events and things that are going on around you. And if that all slows down, then your internal clock slows down with it. Now, one of the classic experiments that was done on this was done by a guy who was actually an expert in caves. In the 1960s, there was a Frenchman called mm. um, Michel Siffre, And what he did was he went down into a cave on his own for two months, where he had no stimulation at all, except a few books he'd taken down there and doing some observations of the cave itself. And he told his team that he was not to come out for two months. He took food down with him, obviously. Yeah. That's all right. And he was down there with no stimulus no day, no night. He, he had no natural light. All he had was his own company and the things that he'd taken down there and to eat and to sleep. And when he came out, when finally his team contacted him to say, right, your 61 days, which was his two months, was up, he thought he'd been down there for 36 days. Wow. He was that far off. He was that far out. He He thought he'd been down there, so he almost... Yeah, so he's making time. a mark on a wall 20, or he was doing something to kind of
0: keep tally and right. 36 but, times he thought, right, that's it, another day so done. So what
1: has happened there is because he's adapted to such a slow environment where so little stimulation, so few events are occurring, it slows his entire internal clock down and it does it to that degree. Right? And,
0: and I assume then by, by, you know, applying your explanation, he he was, he, he got further and further out of the longer it went on, did did he? did,
1: and they, part way through they did some experiments, similar to the one I've just done with you, right? Yeah. Where they got him to try to count five minutes, sorry, they got him to try and count two minutes, and he took five to do it. His internal clock was running so slowly, but he tried to count a second, he was going at more than two seconds as Mm. he was trying to count. So his time perception was completely mucked about by the environment he was in. There is then the complete flip side of this. Talk to anyone who's been involved in a really major incident, or in a serious personal accident, and they will tell you it's as if everything happened in slow motion, as if they had an enormous number of thoughts in the two or three or four seconds that the event was occurring, or the 30 seconds or a minute of some robbery will seem like it lasted five or ten. And that's the exact opposite, that because so much is happening, and you've got all this adrenaline flowing, and you're seeing the tiniest little things and you're scanning around to see what's happening, and you're trying to avoid something, or something's coming towards you, whatever, so much is happening that what that actually is, is it speeds your internal clock up like absolute crazy, and it feels like so much was packed in that you have this incredibly long period of time yeah. It's actually a really short period of time. So, I interest
0: because most aspects of human nature are kind of that there's a reason or an explanation for them. There's some sort of, you know, uh, evolutionary reason. So, I can understand why it would speed up. Why would it
1: slow down? It just responds to what's going on around you. And in fact, that does make sense if you think about it, because you've got to calibrate yourself somehow. And it kind of makes sense to perceive time according to how much is occurring around you. From an evolutionary point of view, that's quite a sensible thing to do, to calibrate you to, to what's going on in your external environment, to slow down when it slows down, to speed up when it speeds up. But it does mean that our perceptions are absolutely miles out, because they depend on the number of events and the amount of stimulation. This is why, as you get older... Time seems to accelerate. Yes. Because what's happening is far more of what you're perceiving every day is habitual. You see it every day. It's not novel. It's not new. It's just the ordinary process of life. Whereas when you're young, and particularly when you're very young and you're a toddler and a child, new stuff is happening to you every single day. You're seeing things you've never seen before. You're hearing words you've never heard before. You're meeting people you've never met before. So what actually happens is time seems then to take longer because it's got all of these events and stimulation. That's interesting because
0: I would I would have uh, assumed it was the case that time seems quicker as you get older but I would have thought the reason was different. I thought the reason was simply that uh, a certain event as a percentage of your life represents a much smaller percentage as you get older than it does when you're younger. But not necessarily. It's it's to do with our perception of what is happening around us.
1: Yes, yeah, so, so we've got to be a bit careful. So there's lots of ways I can measure that perception of time. Yeah, you can measure time kind of over really long scales, how long a year is and so on. But if, even if we look at people's perception of time over really short time scales, you'll find that older people perceive the world to be going faster. Uh, a, a lovely example of this, actually, I can't remember the name of the author, I'm embarrassed to say, who was interviewed in one of the newspapers when he turned 80 and said, How, what's it like to be 80? He said, oh, I'm really happy as an 80-year-old, but I seem to be having breakfast every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> And that always stayed with me because that's the perfect encapsulation of the study of time perception, that when life becomes so much more habitual and you've seen so much of it, it does make the whole thing speed up on you because novel events are not happening anything like as quickly.
0: So what's the kind of the import of this in terms of uh, understanding the human psyche and how we interact with the world? Well, I
1: think it helps you to deal with your own disorientation a little bit. I mean, one of the reasons things get disorientated in between Christmas and New Year and over those holiday periods is because you muck about with your schedule. And what tends to happen is you're either massively more stimulated or much less stimulation, depending mm. how many people you've packed into the period how many down days you've packed in so what happens is time kind of concertines it speeds up around kind of christmas days with all the stimulation all the people and then it slows down afterwards for those slow days and you get disorientated because some days are going really quickly and some days are going really slowly that's exactly the same thing as what's happened with the pandemic in terms of years people can't believe it's almost three years since it started that yeah. seems like no it can't be that long and yet if you ask people about anything that happened before it that seems like a really, really long time ago. Yes. Uh, and the reason for that is because after it started, we had a whole period where you couldn't do very much. So it feels like that goes quite, quite quickly on us. And yet, because it's such a huge event in our lives and so many different things happened everything beyond it seems to be further away. So again, it's kind of, it's like it's done a sort of concertina of different sections of time in a way that's distorted our perception. It's funny,
0: even as you explain it, I, I'm re- remembering a conversation had around a dinner table over Christmas where we were talking about different lockdowns and most people actually had taken a whole year out of it. You know, the, the year 2021 <coughs> didn't exist, it was kind of <coughs> the awful beginning of 2020 and then we came out of <coughs> it. It's like, no, there was a whole other
1: year in between, but we realised. It. Because so little, it feels like it happened there, but yes. 2020, it feels like massive happened because it started, because it was this amazing big event in all of our lives, a news event like we'd never had before. So everything beyond it suddenly feels further away.
0: So the fact that it
1: took me 13 seconds
0: to count to 10 would suggest I'm not very stimulated here in studio, is it?
1: I, I wasn't going to draw that inference for you, but seeing as <laughs> you've done it for yourself. Gonna, but <clears throat> I think what, what's nice about this from a well-being point of view is once you start to realise this, you also get better at managing your own time and managing things. Like holidays are a really good example of this. You know, When you go away on holiday, a really smart thing to do yeah, you want some downtime because you want to relax and you want to catch mm. up on sleep and you want to read some books and lie by the pool. Fine. We get that. Right. But it's really important to build build stimulation in as well. Go and see the new things. Go and do the different things. Try the different activities. Go and see the sites you haven't seen. Why? Because those things actually make the holiday last longer because they put in that stimulation and those events that speed up that, that internal clock a little bit. So the time actually more of it gets had on that holiday and you look back on it. The holiday feels fuller. It feels like it's longer ago since you went away.
0: Well, there's the wellbeing advice. On the holidays, if you've got them coming up, go to the local cathedral or museum or wherever it happens to be. Try that new restaurant. Don't just lie by the pool, Pete. Listen, an absolute pleasure. We'll talk to you again soon, I hope. Pete Long, Behavioural Economist at the ESRI. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays, from four. On News Talk.